We are back. It's the grandstand. It's episode 19, P Money, of season five. What up? What's up, dude? Man, uh, going back racing, um, I was looking at the schedule and I kept looking for a gap in the schedule. And in terms of like the summer break, it's less than a month this year. So these races keep on uh, piling up, man. It's going to be a busy year. They, well, we, we, we had, we've had two races canceled, right? Um, we had China canceled and we mm. had Imola canceled. So we're, we're back at 21, but yeah, I mean the back end of the season after, after the summer break is, is fully, fully torqued. It's loaded. <laughs> it's loaded. <laughs> it's usually it's, my favorite part of the year too. It's loaded like a hot plate of nachos. Ooh, fully nice. loaded. <laughs> that's what i think of when i think of loaded fat ass yeah. um, <laughs> Ooh, loaded fries yeah, yeah you know like full of uh yeah a little bit of like poutine you know post canada poutine oh yeah that's right yeah not to be confused with putin of course uh, who had a great weekend oh uh, god <laughs> but uh dude yeah we've got uh we're back in austria this weekend yeah uh, schnitzel land schnitzel schnitzel Schnitzel, yeah, not Schnitzel. <laughs> no idea what that is. Uh, but let's roll that intro and get into it. Let's do it. A question for all of you except Roman Grosjean. To whom it may concern, fuck you. More ladies in the paddock? Yeah, more, more, more paddock access, access to, uh, to some women. There's too many dudes. I don't really have a lot to comment on that, except that he was being a pussy. Yeah, so we interesting investments or, or investments. Uh, well, there was an interesting investment, interesting uh, updates since we recorded our last episode. But it looks like an American investment group that includes Rob McElhaney and Ryan Reynolds from the Wrexham FC fame. Also, it's always sunny in Philadelphia, you know, uh, whatever Ryan Reynolds does. Um, <laughs> I haven't watched a Ryan Reynolds movie in years and I apologize because, you know, he, he's, he's funny. He's a funny guy. Yeah. You um, know why you haven't? Because he's been make, busy making bank. Yeah. Uh, some that, really that good too. business decisions. Uh, I think he's in the mobile industry for a minute, sold it to T-Mobile. In the gin industry, I didn't know he was in the, I mean, motherfucker's yeah, big money, dudes. And dudes doing a, a lot of things, a lot of things. Enough to invest in Alpine, apparently. Yeah, he's part of an American investment group um, that is has bought a twenty four percent stake in Alpine, and uh, for at a nine hundred million dollar valuation, which I was saying to you before we 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 started recording, but. It's interesting to me when you look at the value of F1 teams versus 
even some teams here in 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 the states, you know, they're they're not as they're not as valued as as you would think they they would be. I mean, there's some some hockey teams from smaller markets in like Canada and the United States that are worth more than some F1 teams. It's crazy. Yeah, and I think the reason why you might be surprised is that F1 was not in the same franchise model until Liberty Media right. really made its plans known in the last few years. Like Williams was only sold for 152 million euros. And I remember Forts India was not bought for much at the time when Papa Stroll uh, bought it. And if you think about his investment and if he ever sells it, uh, it'll be well over a billion, right? So I think we're entering a new economic era for F1 and it might get a little harder for new teams to come up because uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's, you got you to gotta pay to play now. Yeah, it's interesting because it's it's the, the 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 sports are completely different, but um, but yeah, the, that's a big big investment from uh, it's the firm is called Redbird, um, and they're also invested in Fenway Sports Group, who own the Boston Red Sox and Liverpool. Uh, they also have a stake in AC Milan in Italy and Toulouse Damn. in France. Yeah, so they you know these guys have some they carry some some experience. But um, it'll be interesting to see how that impacts Alpine, um, that 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 new investment, and um, obviously, you know, won't see an impact this year. But um, yeah, it's getting it's getting competitive from a from a financial perspective in in the sport. Not that it hasn't always been, but it's a new new era. And and from what I understand so far, uh, they will help with the monetization of uh, the sports side, so not on performance and operations. Right. But once again, that's what's said in the beginning, and then we'll see how well those two get along. As... Well, yeah, the uh, the entertainment <laughs> side. Yeah. So I'm sure we'll be seeing a lot more content next year. And who knows, maybe Ryan Reynolds will start a new uh, a sitcom around uh, F1, because that seems to be the trend now. Yeah, well, he did one with, with Wrexham FC, the, mm-hmm. the, the sort of mid-tier Welsh team and um yeah I mean it's it's <laughs> dude's dude's kind of he's making moves in many parts of the world um you know he's one inv- he's one guy in, as part of an investment group and they only secured you know not only but yeah a measly 24 <laughs> percent <laughs> just the fourth yeah. yeah yeah just a fourth of the whole damn team oh man oh he was Deadpool wasn't he yeah he was yeah yeah. yeah, he's still Deadpool. I mean, he's still arguably, you know, he is Deadpool until they get Ben Affleck or George Clooney or some <laughs> other weird <laughs> version. George, I feel like George Clooney might have passed his time on that one. Yeah. <laughs> you never know, be. though. Who knows? Yeah. Because apparently Brad Pitt is going to be in uh, in the new movie coming out that's produced by Hamilton also. Mm-hmm. He will be driving the car in a very American way of like, I'm getting out of retirement to show these kids how to race. And he's like 60, you know, right? <laughs> What do you mean American, dude? <laughs> you know, there's one, I mean, Fernando Alonso much? Like, <laughs> he is, yeah, he's 41. Brad Pitt's 60. <laughs> all right, fine. fine, fine. Um, uh, anyway, we, I mean, I'm excited for all these F1 developments. I'm more excited about what's happening on track these days. So, and some of the events coming up. Uh, yeah, what do we got? There's, there's another, there's announcement um, over in Germany. Yeah, F1 is going back to Nordschleife. And if you're new to F1, it, this is a classic F1 track and one of the most dangerous tracks in 
in the world, I'd say in history, this is where uh, Niki Lauda had his famous uh, accident uh, and where in which he burned his face off. And a lot of, yeah, a lot of drivers have lost their lives there. Safety has gotten much better over the years, and but still not homologated for an F1 track yet. But uh, Sebastian Vettel, good old Seb, is coming back for a demo run in his 2011 Red Bull. Uh, this will be in September, uh, along with ex-teammate Danny Rick, DR3. He's going to ride the 2012 car, I think. And uh, Yuki Tsunoda is going to drive uh, a, a Honda racing car. Uh, a GT car, I think. Red Bull's bringing out all the stops. Very exciting, except that I think Max wanted to go and Helmut put his uh, foot down. He vetoed that. He said, I don't trust you not trying to go for fastest lap and potentially putting a car on the wall or potentially injuring yourself, which in, you know would be the only way <laughs> oh, he could lose this title right this year. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's like, well, these guys are going faster than me, so I have to... Yeah, I have to be faster. He's a true racer, that fucker. But yeah, I'm excited to see those, uh, whatever content comes out of that. Uh, seeing modern F1 cars at the Nordschleife is pretty exciting. What's interesting about about that that track, too, is is um, it makes up part of the Nürburgring. Right. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah they've got the, the Grand Prix circuit. They've got what is called Südschleife and then Nordschleife. Yeah, the Nürburgring was built like, around it. Part of it, I think part of the track is kind of shared, but you dip into the forest and the track is wild. There's so many turns, so so much camber uphill. If you're a sim racer, you know that Nordschleifer race is absolute chaos. It's, it's funny because yeah. this morning I was watching uh I was watching hypercars on the Nordschleife, like <laughs> these sim Sexy. these sim racers who take the most ridiculous cars and put them on the Nordschleife and like what like cars are like flying hundreds and hundreds of yards off of off of hills yeah there's a reason why f1's not going back there because the lap would be over five minutes long and it's just too big and it's there's not enough runoff uh for modern f1 cars for it to be safe uh for racing but who knows maybe someday hey i mean that'd be that'd be wild i mean it It'd be it'd be crazy to see uh to see that there. But uh, speaking of Danny Rick, there's a lot of chatter about where this man is going to be next year, uh, yes. as far as as far as Formula One's concerned. And I don't know about you, but I've heard that there's possibility that he go he goes to Alpha Tauri, which I think would be uh, a huge mistake for him personally. Um, that car is, that car is not competitive. I just don't see that happening. Uh, another crazy Redditor thing I heard. Oh yeah. Bring yeah. it. <laughs> this one, I thought <laughs> this one I really like is that he takes Lance Stroll's seat at Aston Martin. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I don't think that's based in any fact whatsoever, <laughs> but I liked it enough that I have to. This is what happens when there's no race on a weekend. People right. start typing shit. Yeah, they're just like, well, I'm going to stir the pot. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Hey, hey, conspiracy theory. I'm all I'm all for that, man. Bring it on. The reason behind it makes sense. I mean, you've got a, a race-winning driver. Uh, you've got... the he, I don't know if he and Fernando would get along, though. I don't know about that. I don't see the two of them necessarily. Also, Danny Rick hasn't raced for, what is it, two years now? Or is no, this his first year? First yeah, year this is his first year. Wow, it just seems like it's been longer. I don't yeah. know if you want to come back and get your ass kicked by Fernando. That's what would happen, to be honest. 
You think that's what would yeah. happen? Yeah. Fernando has a knack for destroying people's careers, and Danny Rick would not fare, especially since Fernando's had a whole year with the team. The team loves him. He's steering the team in his direction. Yeah. Eh, you don't want to get yeah. in that second seat. Uh, yeah, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know. I mean, listen, again, I, I, <laughs> it didn't come from a very valued source. It was, it was on a Reddit thread, so <laughs> I just really fair. liked it. Um, but yeah, man, I mean, silly season has officially begun. Any any other any other whisperings you might have heard? Yeah, I feel like we this is the third or fourth episode in which we claim silly season has begun. I, I think it's in full swing. Yeah, it's and, in full swing, and it's exciting. Uh, it's keeping us excited. Uh, yeah, I did hear that uh, there is another uh, team uh, that is in the running for that just put in a bid for uh, entry into Formula One in twenty twenty six when the new regulations come out, and that is High Tech, which races an F two, F three, and F four. A uh, really good British racing team. And there is also another team led by Craig Pollock that has a bid as well, uh, under review by Formula One. And it's a team that wants to make it 50-50 in terms of uh, gender equality. So that is staff and drivers, apparently. So uh, that's the name of the team, 50-50. So there's three teams with uh, along with uh, Andretti slash uh, Cadillac as well. Uh, how many of those teams will get the entry? We will have to wait to find out, but there's some interesting projects coming up. Hmm. That is, um, I, I don't, 5050 as a team name doesn't sound that, yeah. <laughs> doesn't hey, maybe, sound that great. Maybe but. they need Ryan Reynolds to help them with the branding there. <laughs> yeah, 100%, man. I don't know about that team name, but um, no, it's, it's great to see the, the, the interest in the sport. The name is called Formula Equal. Sorry, it's a bit better for branding. Not okay. Fifty. That's a little better. In little my better. notes, yeah. So fifty-fifty male to female ratio for staff. Uh, yeah. And actually, they did not mention driver. So sorry Got about it. that. It's staff. There's that. There's Andretti and Cadillac, and there's High Tech, which is pretty good. Three. Yeah, it's, uh, that's pretty uh, good. That's solid. Just going to Andretti quickly. I. <laughs> a lot of people don't want them in Formula One. Yeah, I... seems to be a lot of pushback against them. I think the attitude he comes in with is not my favorite, to be honest. I would rather see high tech on there because for me, they just sound like a more credible racing team. Andretti just seems too political, but could be good for F1 because then there'd be a real, uh, an American team that actually claims it's American and (laughs) there'd be a real American team (laughs) in the sport. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever Haas is. Yeah. Haas needs to do more with that. Come on. Yeah. They just don't really feel like an American team, but um yeah, man, I, it, it's, 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 it'll be interesting to see, see what happens in, in that realm, but we are back racing this weekend. Yes, we sir. have, we are at the Red Bull ring at the home of Red Bull in Austria. Let's just start with the elephant in the room. <laughs> <laughs> Red Bull have been, inc- I mean, Max, let's, let's just go with Max. Uh, Max has been incredibly dominant. Red Bull are light years away in the constructors ch- uh, championship right now. I'm I've got a I've got a question for you. Considering they've been so dominant this 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 season, is it time they have a slip up and do they have a slip up or a sloppy home race in Austria? I would like to say yes, we're due for a bit of a fuck up, but if you look at the track record, there's only one side of the garage that's been fucking up this year. And uh, I think it's time that uh, Senor Checo rectifies it. So I feel like they're going to they're gonna put on a great performance. Uh, 
and I highly doubt they'll they'll drop the ball at home. But you never know. Uh, maybe there could be some rain this weekend, uh, and as we all know, rain could throw up uh, some surprises. So, yeah, I guess I guess it's not a foregone conclusion that Max I mean, wins with pole and wins the sprint and all that. But yeah, I guess that's it's more of a it's more of a hope on my end. <laughs> I think it is. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's definitely more of a uh, a fingers crossed. Can this actually happen? I realistically don't believe that it will i i just i don't know if i i see it act, that actually happening but i don't know there's it just feels he's got to have an off weekend at some point right it's just it just feels natural within and i'm not saying i'm not even saying it at this point because i want it to happen because i'm not a max fan uh <laughs> to make it very clear i just i just it just feels like statistically stat boy um Ooh. you know the numbers aren't in their favor at some point yeah so whenever you're on a streak right there's a higher potential for you breaking it so in terms of stats you are completely right my friend but i uh i think rain is our only way to not see a red bull one two or just even a max win, I'd say this week. Well, I do think what's interesting is is Red Bull has not been Red Bull hasn't been fully dominant. You know, I wouldn't say they've been fully dominant at this track in the last three years. This is a strong track for Red Bull. They were winning at, at this track when Merck was at their height of the domination. So, as you mentioned, 2018, I think in 19, there was a few. That was the first time that uh, Verstappen. And Leclerc went wheel to wheel. You know, there was that huge uh, debate uh, whether he got pushed off or not. Um, this is a great track for Red Bull, which is why if it's dry conditions uh, with the RB19, which might be might end up being the most successful car uh, in F1 history, I don't think that um, much can go wrong here. But let's see. Um, yeah, there's been see. some there's been know. some I, updates with I, from I, other teams and. Yeah, I just I think I, I I guess it's more of a like I said more of a want for me. Oh it's yeah, like a, you know a hope. But let's be real at this point, if Max finishes P two, that's a huge upset. <laughs> so. A huge upset? Yeah, I mean for for him, like just do you, Max is uh, Red Bull has won eighteen or yeah eighteen out of the last nineteen races. Yeah, it's nuts. Dude. It's, 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 yeah, it's kind of hard to bet against him right now. And you're right. I mean, Red Bull, uh, Red Bull has had a decent enough history at this this track. It's a great home track race. Yeah. The you know the Orange Army is going to probably be out in force. Uh, I oh, just don't hundred percent. I don't. I, it's hard to bet against them. But then again, I just always think back to Mercedes in in 2019 when you know they. <laughs> they they went to Germany and and decided to put on those costumes and just completely made a, a, a mess of it. <laughs> I yeah. don't know, man. I yeah, I think I think we'll see what happens there. I I've got another another thought though, and it goes. We're going back. We're going to 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 the P two battle for P two in the constructors. Mm. But Aston has been. I think the story of the season so far in terms of the progress that they've made 
and obviously, you know, we know how we know how Fernando's been performing. Going into we're you know we're we're going into to the summer summer break. I don't think this is necessarily the issue this season, but should Lance Stroll be worried about his seat? <laughs> uh, well, if you look at the numbers, it if Lance Stroll's last name was anything else but Stroll. <laughs> I would agree with you and say yes. yes. Uh, and he would be, in my opinion, he would be an even greater peril of losing a seed than uh, Nick DeVries. Uh, wow. Because uh, Fernando, 117 points. Lance Stroll, 37. He's got two DNFs, but one of them was him hitting the wall. At some point, I think since Aston Martin is not fighting for the championship this year, yeah. They don't really care. But if it does start costing them championships when they're fighting for it, then we'll see. We'll see if uh, Papa Stroll is going to be ruthless and make that decision. Or does Lance just say, hey, listen, um, I've gone up against one of the best, Fernando, and I just can't take it to that level. Maybe it's time I go see elsewhere, which at some point, you know, he'll have to look at himself in the mirror and make that call. But in terms of the team getting rid of him, uh, I yeah, don't see it happening. I think what you said is is spot on. <laughs> if his name was anything other than Stroll, yes. Yeah. But I mean, it, if Fernando obviously said he's 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 going to be out for blood for the rest of the season uh, pre Canada. <laughs> yes, and I he just he also seems like he's performing at at an incredible level. But as we look to P two and P three, Merck obviously we've been taught we've been talking a lot about the performance they've been bringing. Um, you know, I think, you know, regardless of Lance being worried, I think Aston should be a little bit concerned about the pressure that that Merck is bringing at the at this moment. Oh yeah, I mean it's it, it just it's a two two drivers against one. Uh, it's Russell and Hamilton versus Alonso, and you you can't just carry a team on your own. So that's going to be a tough one for Aston Martin to to get that p2 to get that back unless you know stroll starts putting in decent results and fighting and getting those top fives uh it looks like hamilton and russell are both feeling good in this car especially hamilton recently with the new updates so yeah i don't see it happening but i do see alonso fighting with hamilton fighting with the red bulls hopefully in the second part of the season so i'm more excited for that i think p2 is already over in terms of uh, Aston Martin versus Merck to be really, you do. I mean, it's only, it's only, it's only a 14 point gap, but it's a big, that's a big claim there. Remember Russell had a DNF. That was 12 points that he lost because he hit the wall. Otherwise it'd be 26 or yeah, at least 25 points. Uh, Yeah, it is a big claim. Who knows? What if Aston starts racking on the wins? Yeah. I mean, Lance hasn't had a great season. I think you're right. It's, it's George and Lewis have been more, much more consistent than, than, Fernando and Lance as a team. Obviously, mm. Fernando's had a, had a solid season so far, but yeah, no, I I just Lance Lance got Lance got to put on the big boy pants. He does, he does. Yeah. He's he's on my list of needs a result for this weekend. Ah, uh, I like I like that I like that as a just a general question. You know, the going into a weekend, who needs a result? Yeah, Lance yeah. needs a result. Lance needs a result. Uh, Alpine, um, who's been doing pretty well. I'm not going to say as a team any result. I think Gasly needs a result. Mm, that's a good point. Yeah, I think so. I mean, Ocon's Ocon's stock is is rising. 
Okan Loki is having um, is one of the best drivers on the grid this year. Wow, and, he's making yeah. claims this episode, folks. Yeah, yeah, folks, yeah. Damn. I'm I'm recognizing, you know, when a driver does well. I think if you're a Ferrari and if you're if you're a top team, you're keeping an eye on Ocon uh, in case uh, you lose a big driver. But look what happened in Monaco uh, podium, like that qualifying lap in Monaco, and and just his consistency. I remember he he used to put in performances and not back them up, but now I feel like he's always there in the points, um, and he's getting some higher points. Gasly, on the other hand, I, he has the pace and he has what it takes to get those same results, but unfortunately, it hasn't gone his way, and he's also gotten screwed over by you know a couple of Ferraris in the last race and in qualifying, sometimes his team strategy, some safety cars. Uh, I don't think that Gasly's doing anything wrong, but he, it would be nice for him to just get momentum. Yeah, no, you're right. I mean, last race in Canada really kind of, he, I mean, Carlos screwed him. Um, yeah, big time. Not literally, but (laughs) 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 I'm sorry. I don't know. (laughs) <laughs> it's too easy. It's too easy. Uh, yeah, but the, the Carlos really fucked his race up. Yeah, so I think it, it's really just have a, have like a non, uh, just a, a quiet weekend in the points and gain that momentum. You're right. He's got to have one of them. And if he could beat Ocon, that would, that would be good for his morale, I think. Yeah. I think and that's another situation too where the teammates, I think Alpine starts putting in results where, you know, Ocon and Gasly are, you know, sixth and seventh or even fourth and fifth in some situations together or just both finishing in the points alpines alpines got got p3 on lock or i'm sorry p4 on lock p4 yeah mm. which 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 brings us mm. to the, the 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 team in red ferrari and i guess yeah i mean my thing is, I think Ferrari's got a uh, an Alpine problem at the moment. You know what? I think you have a problem with Ferrari, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't like it. <laughs> Fight me, bro. <laughs> oh, man. This Ferrari bashing is starting to get to me, honestly. I'm like, sorry, man. I'm not bashing them. I, it's, it's tough out there. You know, it's hard out there for a Tifosi. Hey, I mean, it happens for a reason. Yeah, it's 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 funny until, <laughs> until a certain point. You know, it's yeah. like when you, you're teasing your friends at the bar and then all of a sudden they get real serious. That's yeah. kind of a I'm feeling right now, or they or they make fun of you, and you're like, oh, yeah, it's so funny. You guys are funny, <laughs> but you actually just go into the bathroom and you yeah. start crying. Yeah, you can't handle it. Completely in denial. <laughs> yeah. This wasn't what I did last weekend for sure. Uh, but <laughs> no, so I, I think Alpine could start racing with Ferrari, and we've mentioned it on this podcast a couple times in the last few episodes. But in terms of points, I think we're good. I think there's a um, 78 point gap, which whew, is quite a bit, uh, but. Yeah, going into next year, things need to change. Uh, P2, P3, P4, and P5. So right now, Merck, Aston Martin, Ferrari, and Alpine, they could give us some really tight racing in the second half of the season. Yeah, I mean, if you look at it realistically, on a point, just a pure points perspective, you know, Ferrari had pulled, Ferrari was, uh, got 22 to, to Alpine's four in the last race. Uh, in Spain, it was 10 to 5 in Ferrari's favor. Alpine did have 21 to 12 in Monaco in their favor. Um, so it's been kind of going back and forth, but the big haul was in Baku, where Ferrari scored 36 points to Alpine zero. So, I mean, it's it's got the, 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 these are two teams who, when they're consistent in a weekend, can really rack up points 
for that P four position, but I don't know. I mean, it, it, it's still a huge gap between, uh, between Ferrari and Alpine and that, that, that Baku race, the Azerbaijan Grand Prix really, really helped him out. Well, first of all, look at you throwing out the stats. Uh, I don't know if I should be worried there or not. I, I don't have any on hand this I'm going to overtake you, dude. <laughs> Damn. I want to talk about overtakes. Someone's plotting right there. Yeah. I, okay, my, <laughs> my, my take on this is that, yes, Alpine's on the rise, but I have a, um, and you know, you're going to say this is my Tifosi hope, but I think that Ferrari has more, has a bigger chance of uh, fighting for podiums in the second half of the season consistently than Alpine. And I think they will stretch that lead. And I think, uh, I think they'll, they've got P three on lock for me. Does that mean that there won't be any races that Alpine is stronger? Um, I don't know, but also I think Alpine could even take it to Merck and Aston Martin on some tracks. So that's, I mean, if you, if you'd remove Red Bull from the championship, we've got a really thrilling battle for constructors and drivers this year i mean we're already talking about 2024 if they can close that gap it's going to be really good racing next year yeah no i think i i think you're right a team that whose stock has just completely imploded this season is is mclaren and we can we can we can make this brief but let's i mean a team that scored only three they've only scored points in three races this year mclaren can you believe that they've got 17 points p6 in the championship uh, they have admitted that their car was not born properly this winter and that they went a different direction uh, to develop it really late. So they're they're actually racing with a car that's not even a 2023 spec for them uh, in their uh, f- we're like in, in terms of where they want to be. So I think this the first few rounds or now it's been eight rounds has been just limiting damage. but, yeah, yeah. I said this on the last episode, and I'll I'll maintain this. They're coming out with a pretty aggressive upgrade plan over the next three to four races, which should bring them up. So if I were Alpine, I'd be more worried about McLaren than I'd than I'd be about Ferrari because yeah, McLaren could start actually bring taking it to P five, and that's kind of a classic battle the last few years, Alpine versus McLaren, and we know that they have two really good drivers. We got Norris, who's you know for me should be fighting for wins uh, given the right car. And Piastri is actually putting in solid performances as a rookie. When they get their car in the right window, Alpine should be, they're going to be watching their back, I think. Yeah. No, you're right. I mean, the, the gap between Alpine and McLaren is is, is definitely a, a smaller. Um, McLaren just has to get it right. They're another team where it's like, they just need to have a quiet, consistent weekend, no incidents, Car's got to be in 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 tip top shape. We'll see. I I I would really like to see McLaren put in some good results. I think Land yeah Lando is too good of a driver to be in this situation. Uh, Piastri obviously a rookie this year, but um, you know also not. It's it's really it, the two of them. It's not like they're binning the car every weekend. Um, it's it's definitely a situation where the car just doesn't seem to want to do. It's job for them. Yeah. And I think they're all waiting for those upgrades. So I'm going to hold off on McLaren. Uh, I've been saying this for a minute, but I'll wait till they have their upgrades in and then I'll judge them. Um, well, another team who's a little bit further down the line, who's not the bottom of the barrel, finally. Not anymore. Is, no. <laughs> after, after, after Canada, 
we've got Williams and I'm curious to see if Williams, I mean this, if we look at, at the, the bottom end of, of the team results right now, we've got Haas P8, Williams P9 and Alpha Tauri in a like abysmal 10th. Yeah. They, Alpha Tauri is not having a great season. <laughs> Gasly's <laughs> it's not good. Yeah. I mean, it can't get worse, right? So. Can't get worse. Literally. They're the worst right now. They're P10. I, 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 I'm curious to see what Albon's able to do this weekend in Austria. He, he tends to race very well there except when he's, you know, not getting hit by Lewis. <laughs> and that's coming from the LH boy. Yeah, the team LH. Sorry. Uh, it's not, it's not, I mean, we, we remember, um, but I, I do think I'm curious Williams, where are they going to be at this weekend? I I'd like to see Albon have another good weekend, but consistency is a key here let's be real i want to see albon lighting up the midfield every race i love albon i like his way of defending if he gets any points it's going to be through a bit of luck maybe a couple dns in front of him but he could hover around that you know p10 to p14 and depending on what happens he he could score another point definitely has a higher chance of scoring than logan Sargent. because let's remind everyone that uh albon's the only one with those upgrades still till the next race he still isn't getting what that's crazy. That's yeah. interesting. Wow. It's okay. Budget. Yeah. Damn. <laughs> so, sorry, Logan. Yeah. <laughs> Whoops. Yeah. Logan would also be on the needs of results uh, list, uh, unfortunately, but I don't know how he can, yeah, how will he will be able to compete with Albon given the inferior uh, equipment he's getting, to be honest, this weekend. It doesn't seem possible, but I don't know. I agree with you. I I, I want to see Albon like also just the his interviews after his race in Canada was great. I mean, we, in his his post race interview was fantastic. You could just see his, the shift in his energy was 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 wonderful. It, I want to see more of that. I do like we like the kid. And if I may uh, throw in a bit of silly season talk uh, in the post race interviews during which Albon was being praised. Uh, one team boss came up and said, I was following Albon's race as much as my two drivers. And that was Christian Horner. Some people are saying that he might be back into that realm of, should we put Albon back in a Red Bull? Hey, just throwing it out there. Danny Rick might have some competition. Look at dude, I, the, the Red Bull's ridiculous. <laughs> like, oh, yeah, Red Bull is so, fucking crazy. Like, <laughs> so absurd. Like, if that's a if, if if that's even a thought on someone's mind, like, who can we get him back? It's like, oh, you know, I, I just whatever. I, I could go down a rabbit hole on that one, but yeah, we'll uh, save it. I mean, speaking of speaking of of that that seat within the Red Bull universe or Red Bull camp, we've got you know obviously Alpha Tower we were talking about. But Nick DeVries, man, I mean, oh, yeah, if yeah, he yeah. doesn't if he doesn't get a, a points finish this weekend, or even like cl- close to the the like that P ten to P fourteen position you were talking about, are we are we going to say so long to to Nick? Uh, I, we still have a few races before the summer break, but yeah. I think he's on that list as well. He's number one on that list of needs a result. Yeah, he's definitely number one. He's on that list. McLaren's on that list. Who else we got? We got Logan. We got Checo. It's a long list. Uh, pretty much half the grid needs to get their shit together this weekend. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah. but, but yeah, given given Red Bull's uh, 
coming back home for this race. Yeah, it wouldn't be. Yeah, it would, would be a good idea for DeVries to outperform Yuki first of all, and maybe score a point. A point would go very, very far for him to just not. Uh, it would take the pressure off. Yeah, that's for sure. Hundred percent. So, yeah. Once again, DeVries, uh, who who had a pretty decent race last last time out. Let's uh, let's give him credit for that. At the end of the day, it's about points, and it's about. It's about fighting in that midfield. So, yeah, Nick, get on it this weekend. <laughs> God be with you. God be with you. Yeah. But, uh, dude, yeah, well, this weekend we've got a sprint race. We do. We're back We're back to in the sprint format that some drivers love, other drivers hate. I personally really enjoy the sprint race format. I think it, it's, it's nice to have a little change up. I don't think it's necessary for every race, but I think, Every now and then, uh, it definitely definitely gives us some excitement. But I just looked at the weather mm-hmm. for this weekend in Spielberg, Austria. It's we yeah. have eighty six percent rain on Friday, sixty six percent rain on Saturday, the sprint race, and forty seven percent rain on Sunday. So yeah, the radar says rain all three days. Yep. Which which is why I was referring to that so much earlier when is Max going to take everything? Uh, who knows? He also is really good in the rain, so don't get too excited. Um, True. But this week, you go first, my friend. Yeah, it's time for our stand championship. Quick recap. We're at 140 uh, for you, sir, and to my 108. Mm-hmm. And I am going to take some risks here. I'm going aggressive this weekend. And sure. looking at the forecast, I, I, I think we have a wild weekend. And I think Fernando gets pole position. Lewis wins the race. Alonso P2. Wow. Max P3, which would be, wow. for him, would be pretty bad. But I think shit's happening. Leclerc P4. And this is the kicker. Stroll P5. Okay. Okay. Yep, and my Gromo is going to go to, you know, I'm going to give DeVries a little break, but Logan Sargent. Okay, okay. Um, I, I thought you were going to go with DeVries. Just, <laughs> just like, eh, whatever, he's still not going to get a result. Oh, man. You're going to give Fernando Paul. I think you, I'm, I'm going to take a little risk here myself. Mm. I'm going to go with Charles. Because oh, remember... You know- Oh, Remember, yes. it's a sprint race. That's I right. think Charles can 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 make that happen. But remember that pole position still is awarded on in qualifying and not the winner of the sprint race, to be clear. That's the rule this year. I think we get I think Max still wins this race. I, I do. Yeah. Um I'm gonna go Lewis P two, Fernando P three, Charles P four. And George P5. Okay, George, all right. And I'm going to go with Yuki for Ooh. a Gromo. <laughs> Poor Yuki. Yep, well, he's always got one in him. He, he does. I wish he we does. gave. I wish you gave Gromos for his radio or radio promo for a loud. God, he'd win every weekend. Maybe a new category next year. <laughs> wow, it looks like we have uh, very different. Very uh, different. Yeah, except for P four, Charles and P four. That's yep. one thing we can we agreed on there. Wow. You know, okay. you could clean up. You could clean up this weekend. Who knows? I don't know. I feel like mine's riskier because not putting Max in P one for the race is pretty risky. But hey. <laughs> Let's pray. <laughs> yeah, pray for rain. Uh, but yeah, man, going going to be in Austria. 
I'm looking forward to this weekend. It's also the 4th of July weekend here in the United States. So what, stuff what? is, yep. Fireworks and hot dogs, baby. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> my favorite. I'm going to eat a lot of glizzies. <laughs> glizzies and F1. Make sure to give us a follow at the Grandstand F1 on Instagram and Twitter. And if you haven't already, give us a follow anywhere podcasts are available. We're on Spotify, Apple Podcasts. And we'll be back next week to give a full recap of the Austrian Grand Prix. I'll speed their shit.